looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. It's great to be with you, basketball card collectors and investors from around the world. We're here today to talk about one of the busiest weeks in the NBA this past week, and I think one of the best weeks coming up with the NBA All-Star Game. We've had the trade deadline. We've had lots of great performances by players. We've had some people signed off of the free agent heap, guys that were bought out maybe after these trades. And... Uh, We've even had Cameron Thomas going off for 40 points a game for three games and then not starting in Brooklyn. What is going on? What's going on, people? This is Gary, your host. And yes, we're going to get after it. You know, it's been a minute since we've been, we, we usually do two episodes a week. These last two weeks have been, let's just say, a whirling dervish uh, in my life and in the life of Hoops and Cards of all the times, right? Big trade deadline, KD moving, Kyrie going to Dallas, and, you know, lots of card implications for that. Well, I've had a couple of things going on personally uh, that have taken my time away a bit from the podcast and not from the hobby, not from thinking about you, not from wanting to do this at all. There's no question in my mind uh, we're going to continue. I just sometimes... People will reach out. Thank you, by the way, for doing this. Thank you for reaching out and saying, hey, uh, everything all right? Uh, usually we have another episode by now. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all of you guys, our listeners from everywhere, from Istanbul to Houston to St. Louis, Missouri to Japan, wherever you're listening, guys, in Germany. I won't forget you, Boston. I got you, Boston. I got you, Maslin. Crooks, let's go. I got you, Brad, seeing you and... Uh, your son at the card show this past week was awesome, guys. Uh, yeah, it's just been a it's been a crazy roller coaster for us the last couple of weeks. My dad was in the hospital for a day, maybe a day and a half. That was uh, sort of an emergency, and um, we had some other stuff going on that looks like it's all resolved now, but definitely takes a toll on my schedule. And and I don't know some content creators. This is their full-time job, and, you know, for me, it's not. Maybe one day this will be a bigger platform as we continue to grow. You know, it's interesting, after even just a couple weeks of one episode, maybe two episodes, I'll go into Spotify or I'll go into the Apple Podcast app. Wherever you guys are listening, you can go in and search for sports cards or basketball cards, and my guess is that's how a lot of you found us. Because uh, you just want to listen. And Hoops and Cards is still one of the top. We're usually one of the top two or three in basketball card searches. And we're one of the top ten in sports card searches. So I'm grateful for that. But that is literally all because of you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for in our... We're out almost to two years. We're almost to that two-year mark. And, and one of the fun things, too, you guys, is uh, just know that 
I'm always learning. I'm never going to be that guy. We'll never be that podcast where like, here's all the answers and how you're doing it wrong. No, it's actually, uh, I, we do it wrong sometimes too. And I'm learning from you. Hopefully you learn and get some value from me and from our podcast. That's all good stuff, but it's an adventure, man. It's a journey. And, uh, this past week, <laughs> this past week, I could talk about all the things. I could also tell you, look, I've recorded several excerpts of shows and I just deleted them all because I wanted it to be current. I want to want to get with you today and say, all right, here's where I'm at when it comes to buying or selling any basketball cards at all. Here's where I'm at where it comes to players and big moments and trades. Oh, all the trades. Some teams that didn't make a deal. Bulls, what are you thinking? Cavaliers, I see you getting Danny Green. Not bad, but not sure what he can contribute in the playoffs this year. Dallas Mavericks, what do you guys think when it comes to Dallas adding Kyrie? Certainly a huge talent, but let me let me just pause and, and rewind. Before we talk about Kyrie or Kevin Durant, if you have listened to our show hoops and cards, or if you go back and listen to previous episodes, which I encourage you to do, especially if they're those basketball card 101 episodes, those are just great for brand new collectors, brand new investors to basketball cards. Those are great for you to go listen to and just get the basics down. But for two years, I mean, since the beginning of this podcast, I have not been high on, well, I've not been high, first of all, but I've not been high on the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not impressed with teams that just devour themselves from within. There's drama. There's guys that are injured all the time or complaining all the time. And when they had, even when they had James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and a lot of people thought, oh man, this is going to be super team, you know, 2.0 or whatever. I wasn't buying it. And going into last season, going into this season, I wasn't buying it. I never had Brooklyn as one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. I never thought this was going to work out. I've seen the drama of Kyrie. We've all seen the drama of Ben Simmons. And Kevin Durant is is a terrific scorer. He has not proven in this, you know, to this stage of his life to be a leader, to be a guy that a team can be built around and he will carry you. Now take a Golden State team that's already won championships if they want to sign him, fine, he'll fit in and lead him in scoring. But he is it's been hard for him at Oklahoma City or in Brooklyn. Where else has he been? Uh I know Golden State, but where he's been right, he's been he's gotta be well not now he's in Phoenix, but even there, he's not gonna be the leader. Devin Booker's not even the leader. They have Chris Paul. I'm talking about the the uh emotional, mental, spiritual coach on the floor, guy that people look to for stability and leadership. You know, in Golden State, that was Steph Curry. Even in Brooklyn, that was James Harden. And you removed him from the equation and you've got Kyrie going Kai me. So the reason I say all that is to just set you up for, look, when it comes to their card values, of course, when your team adds a superstar, it's exciting and fun. So Dallas fans, if you've bought Kyrie cards in the last week, I don't blame you. Luca, if you're excited because Kyrie won a game without you in their lineup and it was fun playing together, like, I get it. And if you think Dallas might have a deeper playoff run or if you think Kyrie 
might be rejuvenated by playing against another creator, initiator on the floor, fine. I, I understand where you're all at. I do. Where I see that trade or that that Mavericks team going this season is where they were before, as far as Luka wants to take them. To expect Kyrie to be stable and leading and giving 100% to the Mavericks for the next five months, I don't see it. So there's your challenge, Kyrie. Prove me wrong. I don't see you holding it down. I see you... You know, would anybody be surprised if Kyrie demands a trade in three weeks? No. And we'd be like, Kyrie, the trade deadline already came. Okay, so he'll sit out a bunch, like complain about it to the media and post about how he disagrees with Mark's, Mark Cuban's politics. Like, there's no surprise at all if that stuff happens. In Phoenix, you've got super team. Look at the big four. Look at Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and now you had Kevin Durant. Yeah, that really works on 2K. But how many of those guys are injured? Right now, how many? How many of those guys are happy or unhappy? I like their head coach. I like some of the deals they're doing. I like adding Terrence Ross from Orlando as a buyout candidate or as a free agent signee. There's a lot to like about Phoenix, and it would not surprise me. This is different than Dallas. It would not surprise me to see Phoenix back in the finals this year. It wouldn't. So if, if you are one of those Phoenix fans and you wanted to buy Durant cards, it's probably a smart move. His market's been down. If you wanted to buy Booker cards, CP3, go for it. But let me uh, give you guys an overarching principle right now about the basketball card market. Now, especially that baseball is long gone. It's the offseason. Football just ended with the Super Bowl. Congrats to you people who rooted for Kansas City, you front runners. No, just kidding. A lot of you are like local runners or Mahomes runners or you just like rooting for the AFC. Good for you. I wanted the Eagles and was disappointed at the ending. I'm just saying and uh, disappointed at that defensive holding call on like the last drive. You just hate to see a game so influenced by a penalty call. The Chiefs probably would have scored on that drive anyway. Uh, All I'm telling you is... Right now, basketball is front and center. Everybody cares right now about NBA players, and that's only going to get better if you're in the All-Star game, and even better if you're going to the playoffs. So right now, if it's sort of a buyer beware sign on the basketball card market. Buyer beware. That's the general phrase that we have here in the United States about, hey, if, you, if you're going to buy in right now, you need to know a couple things. Number one, prices have gone up from what they were two months ago or six months ago. Number two, uh, prices of cards that might be exciting in a day where there's news, like, yay, Luca got another star, so Luca's cards sell. Or, yay, this player got dealt, dealt to a playoff contender, so a big market like New York starts buying up Josh Hart cards. I, I get it when you want to do that. Or Cameron Thomas cards because he just went off. I get it. Buyer beware. We've entered that two or three month window where the NBA, it could be a seller's market. It could be time to capitalize on those excited buyers who say, hey man, Donovan Mitchell had 41 points last night. Got to get me a Donovan Mitchell rookie card. I'm, I'm going to buy it now. 
whatever price it is, I'm buying it now. People do that. People do that. And they're paying a little higher price than, than it would have been two months ago. And here's my deal. For the players that have an all-star game or have an all-star weekend fun moment in front of them, they might have a bump in popularity, an increase in sales or their card values. I fully anticipate that, especially for first-time starters like Donovan Mitchell or first-time all-stars like Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And thank you, NBA, for correcting the matter and adding three guys who deserve to be on the team in the first place. Pascal Siakam, an all-star. Anthony Edwards, an all-star. And there was one other guy, De'Aaron Fox, for sure. All three of those players deserve to be all-stars, even more than Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday, and what's his cheese? I'll just leave you hanging. I'm not going to say what his cheese is. I just think all those three guys should have made the all-star team in the first place. And then another guy that that maybe if there's a late ad, I would go with Jalen Brunson. So those guys are, are added. There are players like that who... Maybe they have a big or a memorable performance this weekend or someone that wins the dunk contest. That's awesome. You might have people rushing to eBay or PWCC or ComC or at your local card shop. Father and son sports cards, Newhart cards, Kurtz cards, Shag sports cards. Yes, sir. All-star sports, triple play, vintage. Your local card sports shop. And they're pulling out the Cam Thomases. They're pulling out the SGAs. Those players that have big moments, there's going to be a run on those players. Now might be your time, if you already have those players' cards, to list them for sale, to get them out of your dollar box and put them in your $5 box, to say, all right, maybe I should uh, sell when it's high and buy when it's low. I don't know. This isn't rocket science. The big moments in the season. And then the playoffs. Here's where I'm at with the playoffs. If a player looks like his team is going to make the playoffs and make a difference, then I would say he's got some some upside to his card values. Whereas if he's not, I'm looking at you, Anthony. I'm looking at you, Trey Murphy the third with Zion out. Are the Pelicans even a playoff team? Which of these teams on the bubble, Laker fans, which of these teams are actually going to make the playoffs? Brooklyn Nets, you might be real excited about Cameron Thomas or Mikel Bridges or Nick Claxton. Man, that's a dollar box dandy, diaper dandy, right? Um, But if these teams aren't going to be in the playoffs, they might be better buys. They might be more affordable. You might get more for your money if you said, you know what? I'd like to buy some Paolo Bancaro stuff, but why buy when the NBA is front and center. Why not wait and buy when it's, uh, you know, you know, when it's in the, uh, you know, off season, buying season right now is probably not the time to go crazy on the Franz Wagner buying spree and the Alperin Shangun savings fund. You want to start up for your kids and the, I almost said DeMar DeRozan, but Bulls, Bulls have a playoff roster. I need to see them actually follow through on that. Raptors, you too. Where where have you been? Uh, I see players that aren't making the playoffs, and I say, I'm going to wait and buy their stuff in October or November. I don't need to, you don't need to buy their cards now. 
you don't. And some players might be getting that initial bump from being all-stars or having a big weekend coming up, but then not making the playoffs, hashtag Tyrese Halliburton, then, you know, either you should have bought Halliburton's a month ago or six months from now. Uh, the Pacers are on the struggle bus. They've probably won three of their last 20 games. I'll talk more about them in a few minutes, but I also want to say kind of something I'm processing here as a, as a card collector and buyer in February. There are some certain guys that you're like, this guy's going to be a, 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 an attraction at the All-Star game and his team's going the deep in the playoffs. So those are the players I'm looking more closely at at their cards right now. Jason Tatum, Giannis, maybe LeBron James, maybe Kawhi Leonard, definitely the Joker, Jalen Brown, Luka Doncic. There's a there's a number of players that, that they're going to hit both of those milestones, All-Star Weekend and Playoff Push. They're going to hit them full speed ahead, Joel Embiid. And so if you believe in, you enjoy those players, you think there's upside in their card market, James Harden, there totally is. Some of these Golden State Warrior faithful, if you believe they're going to they're gonna make a run like they always do. Now that they have Sadiq Bey, ain't no stopping them. They got Sadiq Bey, people. What's up with dumping James Wiseman so soon? Uh, well, here's what's up with that. He wasn't producing, and it was a bad draft pick. Oh, it's so frustrating when you see got teams that, that maybe they drafted Wiseman second overall, and they're going to be looking at 2020 draft pick players against them for the rest of their their relevant basketball lives. They're going to have to watch Desmond Bain drop 25 on them and think, oh, he was in the same draft as Wiseman and Moody? Oh, oh, shoot. What impact do any of these trades or the fallout from them have on the sports card market? I've talked about the, hey, when there's news, people impulse buy or they react or they're excited to have a new player on their team. I think we forget that, that Phoenix fans were excited to get Kevin Durant and some of them wanted to buy cards to keep, to show their sons, not their not their children, the sons, the, the Phoenix sons love. <laughs> and... Um, just to identify with KD and his career. Like, there's a there's a chance that a lot of people bought because they're glad he's in Phoenix. Uh, and that's okay. But there's there's a, always some impulse buying going on. And uh, I, I had to wait till all the dust settled because Thursday when trade after trade after trade after trade was announced, I was like, wow. All, I mean, down to Bones Highland going to the Clippers for a couple of second-round picks. Eric Gordon also to the Clips. It seemed like every team made a deal. And I had to think, what what impact really will any of these trades have? Does D'Angelo Russell have card value with the Lakers? 
does the fact that the Lakers got stronger increase LeBron's card value and the potential for them to be a title contender? I would just say no to the card value thing. He's already pretty high and uh, broke the scoring record. So there was a bump for that news, but prices are already starting to calm down for LeBron's stuff. That's part one. And part two would be, I had to look and say, what of all these trades or these players impacted by the deals makes a difference in this year's playoff race or a major difference in a player's role? The hard thing with Cam Thomas going off is he showed the promise of a guy that can score 40 points pretty much any time he wants to. And yet he did that in a span of three games where, yeah, they had just gotten rid of Kyrie Irving, TJ Warren, Kevin Durant, and probably some other people. I don't know. Like there, there was a lot going on there in Brooklyn around those deals. And so Cameron just happened to step into the starting lineup at the right time in games that quite honestly, the team didn't care about because they weren't at full go. They didn't have all of their Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jay Crowder. You know, they didn't have all the guys they had traded for. So they were down four or five players and Cam Thomas went off. I just had this this sick feeling that, hey, as soon as they got Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Mikel Bridges in town, Cam would go back to the bench. And he has. And I'm, I'm that guy that loves to prospect. I love to buy rookies that have potential to score a lot of points in games. I love looking at players like that and saying, hey, who can we right now buy while they're low and watch them eventually score 20 plus a game and make all-star teams like the next Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton type, Shea Gilgis Alexander, all la 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 la. And Cam Thomas is one of those people that just needs an opportunity to play, to grow up, to be on a good team. And some of us thought or hoped, now it looks like wishful thinking, I wish because I own some cam cards and you do too. And and maybe some of you bought cam cards. I wish, right. That he was a starter. He's not, he's not right now. He might be in a few weeks, but they're playing Spencer Dinwiddie. They're probably glad to have him back in town. They're playing Dorian Finney Smith. He's good. Mikhail Bridges is a starter period. And they have other guys named Seth Curry and, and even Patty Mills. And so I just don't see them having a lot of games where they're like, Cam Thomas, you're it. Go score points. I just don't see that happening. At least not this season. And um, so good news and bad news for card investors. The good news is I think you're going to find some more deals. They're like buying little lottery tickets of a player that has that potential to score a lot when he gets the, the minutes. Could Cam Thomas get those minutes in the future? Absolutely. Could other teams be trying to trade for him in the offseason? Yes, sir. They could. Yes, sir. Cam Thomas. But right now, doesn't look like he's a starter. So which players that are starters (laughs) got better opportunities or better rosters around them or better just everything as a result of last week's trades? And I could only come up with two guys. 
I le- I legit could only come up with two guys where I'm like, mmm, more points you will score. Like I can't do Yoda, so whatever. You 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 can suggest other guys as they come to mind, but here's the people I thought of. First and foremost, Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. He was already on a scoring tear. He was already a player to watch in the hobby, and he just had a week. Friends, he's been the last 10, 12 games, he's been scoring 32-plus points a game. He just made the all-star team as a reserve or as an addition to the team with, uh, with other guys in the West that aren't able to play right now. That's Steph Curry, probably. Anthony Edwards took his spot. Um, that's also after a trade where they were able to get rid of some players who were taking shots and ball handling decisions and even team team leadership opportunities away from Anthony Edwards just by being on the team, just by being in the clubhouse. So guys like D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley are gone. And they didn't replace them with scorer types. They replaced them with more minutes from Anthony Edwards and a true point guard named Mike Conley, who's a veteran who just thrives on making others around him better, see Donovan Mitchell. Like there are there are players, point guards that just make other dudes better, and Mike Conley has always been one of those. So to have that support network, to have more minutes and more scoring load on him, Anthony Edwards, friends, I think he's a guy that benefits big time. Whereas if they had add another scoring guard or a, a wing that could score a lot like OG Ananobi, I would have been like, oh, all right, Minnesota, you don't really know what you're doing. You just think adding a bunch of talent together. No, you actually need role players like Jaden McDaniels to play defense like awesomely and take an occasional three. You need role players like a true point guard who can get. Do you see how well Rody go? Rody. Rody Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert did in his first game with Mike Conley. Gobert was like nine of nine from the field. And just took off. Why? Because you've got a true point guard on the floor, friends. You've got a true distributor of the basketball, um, a solid leader. I like Mike Conley, not just because he went to Ohio State for five minutes, but because he's a good point guard and just generally makes a clubhouse better. So that's what he's going to do for Anthony Edwards, and it looks like he already has. Anthony Edwards benefits from all these deals. Another player that benefits, I think, in a different way. Because when Minnesota has these pieces fitting together, they're a playoff team. I think there's a chance they make the playoffs and make some noise. This other player I'm talking about right now, uh, he's just going to make some noise in the, in the rest of the regular season by scoring a lot of points. Just like the T-Wolves cleared out their backcourt to, uh, to make some room for a guy who can score a bunch. The Utah Jazz did the same. They got rid of Mike Conley. They got rid of Malik Beasley. They got rid of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They they got rid of Taylor Horton Tucker a while ago. Like They got rid of three or four guards, guys that were shooting the ball, guys like Malik Beasley, who when, when he's on the court, he's a walking – what what do you call it? Like I know guys, some guys score, they're a bucket. What do you call like guys that just, just shoot the ball? They're not buckets. They're just like – Shooters? I don't know. Anyway, Colin Sexton, that's that's my guy to watch in Utah. 
because just like Laurie Markkinen has taken a step forward in his career, but Utah may not make the playoffs at all, Colin Sexton now stands alone as the other scorer in Utah who will have the ball in his hands. And it would not surprise me if they make the play-in. It would not surprise any of us if Colin Sexton, just like he did in Cleveland, becomes a 22-point scorer with decent percentages, a lot of energy, fun to watch. I don't think Russell Westbrook sticks in Utah. I think he goes to whatever team after the buyout. But if Russ sticks, then we've got a deeper conversation about, all right, what is Utah doing? And uh, where does Colin Sexton fit? So I, at the end of the day, I did not buy any Colin Sexton cards. But when it comes to Anthony Edwards cards, I did not sell any. I'm holding everything I've got when it comes to Anthony Edwards maybe long-term, and I'm looking for good deals on Anthony Edwards' cards. I, I believe in the way Minnesota is building around him now, and Carl Anthony Towns will benefit some from that, but it's clear that the main attraction is and should be Ant. So that's good news for a lot of us who have invested in Anthony Edwards, for sure. That's bad news for people that have to play the, the Timberwolves, like, you know, the Mavericks who just lost to them. So... I I think otherwise there are big there are bigger names there are bigger names like LeBron if if the, the people around him now fit better and they got more shooters sure Luca if Kyrie gives him some help like truly help and sticks with it yeah the Suns do I like the Chris Paul market and the Devin Booker market if KD and all these guys are healthy and they make a finals run yeah but I'm not holding my breath I'm not betting on it I'm not buying their cards you know, if you buy a Kevin Durant card now, because they're they're still affordable, I would say go in with that mindset of, hey, I might wind up holding that card for a couple of years. And you know what? That's okay, because it's Kevin Durant, right? It's not me buying saying, I have to make money on this card in two months or three months or six months. It's me saying, hey, if that happens, great, I'll sell it. But just in general, KD is one of the best players ever. And if you think him being in Phoenix will add to whatever legacy he's building, absolutely go for it, right? But I think Anthony Edwards, Colin Sexton, those are the two guys. There's this other category of people, really, who have been injured, but now they're back and maybe in a little bit different role that I have been buying some of those cards. And those are Tyrese Maxey and Desmond Bain. Both players were playing like all-stars in November, early December. Both players got injured. Both players came back after five weeks or so and struggled at first, but now they're starting to score in bunches. But it feels like the market, the, the, the sports card market doesn't care. And when I see that, I'm like, that's an opportunity because is Memphis going to the playoffs? Philly going to the playoffs? Big games ahead for Bain and Maxi. Yep, that's all going to happen as long as they stay healthy. So those guys I'm watching a bit more closely, and I'm holding on to every Maxi, every Garland, every Bain card that I've got. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, same deal. Uh, although he's not going to the playoffs, and neither is Anthony Simons. So it's going to be some interesting sailing for those players. But those are my takes, guys, on the trade market, on the deadline and all that happened. I think it was exciting. I think it was good stuff. There's some risks out there. If you want to try to make some money on guys that were flipped, man, Bones Highland, 
does he wind up starting with the Clippers? That could be a good, you know, a good thing. Mo Bamba, will he see a bump? I don't know. I don't know. Josh Hart to the Knicks. A lot of key pieces, parts, and some big names, and it was just it was just exciting. And at the same time, to see that happen in the week where LeBron broke the all-time scoring record, what a great week to be an NBA fan. Friends, what a great time to be a sports card collector and investor. I would encourage you, if you're not uh, you know, looking at the prices or values of cards before you buy, if you're going to spend more than 50 bucks on a card, I would get Market Movers, the Market Movers app. That helps me evaluate the timing and compare different cards at different conditions and so I can make a good decision. Because maybe you'll decide, you know what, I love basketball, but right now I'm just going to buy baseball cards and stock up on Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani. Or I like basketball, but I don't want to buy players that are just hot or cold. I want to buy something steady like a low-pop Nikola Jokic PSA 10 card. Like There are opportunities to find on the Market Movers app or on Card Ladder Pro. But both Market Movers, I would say, man, get that resource. I love it. I use it. If you do sign up for the Market Movers account, then please use Hoops and Cards as a promo code and you get a discount and we get a little encouragement card. No, we get a little bit uh, kickback to support our show at Hoops and Cards. I'd love to hear your takes, guys, on the trades that happened or maybe some of the trades that didn't happen. OG Ananobi and Toronto didn't do a thing. Some of the bigger name players, Bradley Beal didn't go anywhere. At Hoops and Cards on Instagram, message me your questions, your ideas, your feedbacks, your takes. Maybe it's a card that you've got a deal on and you're like, hey, I got another bro for you who's uh, an all-star and is going to have a playoff run. Tell me who you're buying. Or maybe you're not buying and you're like, you know what, dude? I'm waiting till September, October as well. I'm waiting till buying season. Right now, everything is for sale in my basketball card store, your eBay store. Let me know your takes at Hoops and Cards Instagram or Gary at HoopsandCards.com. Email is still a thing. Very much a thing. I went to a card show this past weekend. Love meeting so many friends and uh, collectors in the hobby. You guys are awesome. Thanks for making this a lot of fun, doing a podcast that I uh, that I thoroughly enjoy. So message me. Look forward to uh, connecting with you guys and, and rolling out more episodes as we hit All-Star Weekend. Can't wait. Got some stories to tell. <laughs> See you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye then.